to another special episode of the Tig and Pluto Experience. I am who I am, and you are who you are. So, definitely not Sam. I am. There's that. I'm Tig. That's Pluto. I'm your mom. And um, we are going to be talking about Thor. Love and thunder. Love and thunder. Now, this came out in July. Yeah. Been on Disney Plus since September. Yeah. We've watched it both times in a theater and on uh, Disney Plus. And, I um, watched it in the movie theater and then like 15 minutes at Disney on on Disney Plus. And um, of course we we own the movie. But it, you know, but it's it's been a while and yeah. um so we're That's gonna, our we're bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. well, you should be used to it by now. Empty promises. Mhm. Mhm. I'm sorry if this is making a lot of noise by me moving, but you know, I want to get comfortable. Yeah. I want to get comfortable too. So we're going to go right to hammock. We're going to hang from the ceiling and then we'll continue with this podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, we're just going to keep the podcast running while we go to the store and get some hammocks Yeah, and then we'll hang it up. Yeah. And then this will be a very, very special, very, very special podcast. This will be days long, continuous white noise. So if you're driving um, between now and probably Montana. By the time you get to Montana, leaving here from Arizona, uh, we shall have returned. Hey, you should probably put on some music. I'm changing the station. Was that the turn signal? Well, I, I, well, the. Did you check your mirrors? Yeah. You really need to check your mirrors. Yeah, the ch- ch- was us closing the doors as we walk into the store. We are currently in the store right now trying to find a, a, hammock. a hammock. A hammock. And if we yeah. can't find a hammock, we'll just find some ham. Will we? That'd be tasty. Will it? Well, I'm not a big fan of ham, so probably not. Your computer's not touchscreen, right? It is. It is touchscreen? Yeah. Never mind then. I was going to... Yeah, don't touch it. I was going to wipe off the dust. No, don't wipe off the dust. Well, now, I like I'm dust. not go. Okay, well, I'm not going to wipe it off now. Which is very confusing because if the computer screen is closed, and I always keep my computer screen closed, how does the dust get there? Ever thought about that? You never thought about that, have you? Well, I'm, you, thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about it for you. Do you do realize that just because, like, since these are here, since it protrudes and it rests on here, it isn't fully closed. It should be. Well, it, it doesn't because these are here. It should be. Then I want to talk to the manager. Okay. I want to talk to the manager. Anyways, we should probably get back on track. Yeah, so Thor. Um. I really liked it, actually. I think it was a fun movie. I don't care what anybody else says. And I say that because I actually never heard about what anybody else thinks about it but i think it's such a fun movie and people always forget that superhero movies don't always have to be so serious and they actually have like full-on storyline and like everything everything is like superhero movies were originally made just to be fun and that's how i view them so if they're really fun i enjoy it my favorite part was when i saw valkyrie wear phantom of the opera sweatshirt okay good you want a stack want a treat yeah. On a first time? Yeah. Okay. Can I, can I get so, a gold star? Since you don't care about what anybody else thinks about the movie, here I go. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was fun. <laughs> I thought okay. it was fun. I thought it was funny. However, um, I really don't want Thor to be a comedy. That's fair. They did over himbify him. Ragnarok was was kind of an interesting balance between comedy and action and there wasn't a whole lot of seriousness, but at the same time, I, I think it kind of was going in an interesting direction being that it was a, the third movie in the Thor. So the more movies you make, I think, you know, with sequels, you can experiment and play a little. And I know they really found a gem in Chris Hemsworth with how funny he is, because there were some funny moments in Thor, not many, just just enough, 
to keep things a little bit light because it was a super serious movie. And then in um, the dark world was still kind of action packed, not as serious, not as heavy. And there were some nice comical moments. And then it just feels like they know what he can do. And in, in some of the other movies he's been in like ghostbusters where <laughs> he was hilarious in that. And they just kind of ran with it. But also you have um, Taika, right? Yeah. Who's a who's funny, brilliant comedian, writer, director. You mix that, and you're going to have yourself a nice, fun movie. Yeah, it, it honestly, now that you say it, it would be great if they would make them a little bit more serious again. Yeah. So when they brought them both back for this time around, they leaned into the comedy a little bit more, and I think it kind of just loses kind of the edginess of who Thor really is. Because yeah. now he, now they kind of sort of, I mean, this might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but they kind of made him like a dumb blonde in a lot of ways. Yeah. And like he was originally, he was and originally, and he learned his lessons. So then he's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. And then it's like, he just regressed like in, well, in his process of grief. Hello. That was my phone. Um, in his process of grief, he sort of just like regressed almost like how dogs are. Like if they go major traumatic events, and they like forget a lot of the training. So that's how it basically feels with Thor. Is like, you know, the golden retriever vibe. And then he's like, Oh, I'm older and I'm more mature because I've learned life lessons and, you know, I went through hardships. And then the second Loki dies, he goes through the depression and then he basically has his life as a joke. I think a lot of the the comedy came from the personality of Fish Out of Water. You know, he's a he's a he's a Norse god. He comes down to Earth and you know, there was a there was a little bit of that in the first movie, right? Not knowing exactly how Earth really is, yeah. Even though Earth is kind of his domain, and and then the second movie, well, the first movie was super serious because he got kicked out of Asgard. Yeah. The second movie ends up being serious towards the middle because his mother died, and in the third movie, Odin dies, and then in um, Infinity War, Loki dies. So, yeah, I mean, I get all that. I mean, in the Dark World, Loki also technically dies. And, and Thor, Loki also dies. But when you go from Thor being serious and then you hit Ragnarok and you hit Love and Thunder where it's a comedy, there's there doesn't seem to be a balance to the character. Yeah. It just kind of, so when he shows up in Avengers again, is are they going to keep that comedic Thor? He was comedic, obviously, in Endgame because he was depressed and he got you know, you know, put in a fat suit. And so, you know, there was, there was some of that, but the writers and directors of infinity war and Endgame are both, they balanced the comedic with the dramatic and everybody had one liners and had those funny exchanges, but now it just kind of like he went the other way. So, I mean, if you take Thor at face value with, with the comedy, it's a fun movie. There's a lot of great jokes in there. I just think it kind of takes away from how we originally knew the character. Yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy. I kind of thought that was a throwaway. Because I, I was really hoping... Yeah, I was like, what was the point of having them there? Yeah, I mean, what's the point of having Thor join them at the end of Endgame? And then only have them in the movie for 15 or 20 minutes. I thought they were going to do this. Okay, they'll be on adventures together throughout Thor. You know, maybe not a big part of the story, but maybe like a good portion of the story. And then I thought maybe that would continue through volume three. And maybe Thor will depart from volume three kind of a thing. They probably should have done volume three before they've done Love and Thunder. Yeah. Because that would be, I mean, if they were going to start doing mashups like that, I thought they were going to continue it for the long haul. Kind of the same way they mashed up Hulk and Thor. And they're doing that a lot. Right? No one has a solo movie anymore. Not really. Yeah. So that was kind of my take. Nobody also really has a solo TV show either. True. That is true. Although, I guess, 
Hawkeye didn't really have any crossovers. Technically, Elena. And uh, then Kingpin. Yeah, that's true. And then also Kingpin. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. I didn't think about that. Well, Kingpin was more of a reintroduction. Elena was... Well, yeah, but like, I thought absolutely. that was more like a cameo thing. Then again, they did do cameos in She-Hulk, so... But that was also like... There's that. Daredevil and then Hulk, too. Yeah. And they were also like a lot of storage. But I thought the great thing about Thor is visually, there was a lot of um, cool things happening in there. Yeah. And a lot of... They also um, used a lot of the comic book pages, like the art in there. Mm -hmm. They did like recreate a lot of the frames. And there was a lot of um, really good Norse mythology connections and visuals, mm -hmm. too. Like, for instance, towards the end of the movie, when all the children got Thor powers. Yeah. I'm just going to call them Thor powers. Um, the way that the, the lightning arced out towards them looked like the, um, the Tree of Life. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And the... I don't remember where they went. It was that black and white. It was that black and white world mm. beyond. Yeah. Was it supposed to be the center of the universe? Where was that? That was kind of cool. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. And it was a very, <laughs> a very small planet. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. It threw me for a loop when they went black and white. I was like, oh, that's fun. And then like the slightest moments when like there'd be light yeah, there was from some, Thor, like there was his some color. Yeah, like when his lightning came up, you would see like the slight red in his cape and you're like, Oh, that's cool. That's kind of trippy. Okay, alright. Also the all the gods mm. in the um what's it called? Omnipotent? Uh -huh, I don't remember. I don't remember the name of the My thing too. about that is that they put in both Greek and Roman, and you couldn't really tell which was which. And it's like, I get that they're technically different, but like to me, that still left me confused because I was like, okay, Minerva slash Athena. Because like, I don't know if they ended up the, the same person, but in the credits, they were Minerva and then uh, Dionysus. And then my little favorite headcanon was that the Zeusets. And I don't the the Zeus I don't know the actual name for them, but the Zeus boys. Um, I'm I like compared them to actual Greek gods. So like I saw what would have might have been Apollo. So he had like blonde hair and he was very tan, and I was like, that looks like he could be Apollo, but it was never actually said. They just said Zeusettes. Um, and then there was also Hermes because I saw wings on his feet, and then. Uh, there was a blonde one that I thought was either Hera or Aphrodite, but it's weird that there was no actual like full-on Hera with him. I found that weird. Um, that whole sequence I thought was weird because yeah, I mean if you know your mythology, you can point out what gods were what, and it doesn't even matter if you can recognize them or not. But Zeus was kind of um. I don't like Zeus. I didn't like that one either. I didn't like Zeus. Not not the character. I didn't like how Zeus was portrayed. I didn't like I don't know, it's weird because you would you would think either you make Zeus similar to Odin in in his presence or you go the opposite way. And it was kind of going the opposite way but not fully. Now, I guess, I, I, okay, sure, Zeus is supposed to be this douchey guy, right? Yeah. That's supposed to contradict his all-powerfulness. But, I don't know. I also find it weird how, like, they didn't consider the Norse mythology to be major gods worthy enough to be in that organization. <clears throat> It's like, if anything, 
people know most about Norse mythology than any other ones. And from and from what we see, yeah, Odin like is Norse, more powerful than Zeus. Yeah, I mean. it's like Norse mythology and Greek mythology are the most known ones. Like they're the ones that are most taught in schools. So I was like, that's weird. Like I get it why they put it like that, but that's weird. Yeah. That whole thing was just kind of weird. Yeah. And um Bleeding gold was kind of weird. I think the best, really the best thing in that entire movie was Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. He was amazing. I mean, he was so good. He took he took that villain and really kind of, I think, put it in he put his the Joker status. into that. Yeah, he was like the Dark Knight Joker status with... The way he just took that character and just make it jump right out of the screen. Yeah. And he really had some really um, scary moments and he had some really funny moments too. That's where the comedy really worked, I think, with, with some of the things that he did. Okay, so. One thing I was really confused about. Because in theory, the only people that can lift... Mjolnir is those who are worthy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, despite the fact that Hela stopped Mjolnir with her hands, she technically was not wielding him, though. True, but technically speaking, that's like the only exception, right? So, considering that she wasn't holding it, she just stopped it, and then it shattered. Wouldn't the mini pieces be extremely heavy? And where did they get the pieces? Because it was only Loki, Hela, and Thor. Who says that Thor didn't pick it up when they were done? You think he went back and picked up the pieces? Well, yeah, because he had to go back to New Asgard. We found him there in Endgame. But wouldn't Mjolnir put itself back together because he was still worthy to hold the hammer? Unless he picked up the individual pieces and then put them in the thing because it's broken and then he ended up getting his new axe, Stormbreaker. So I don't think it matters that he had to fix Mjolnir since he had a new one. I think it does matter. I don't think it does. I think it does. I don't think it does. Okay, so then there is... Because, like, you know, might as well put in a monument of where that moment was of when Odin died and when they... figured out like hey well what if we just make new asgard here so it symbolizes the history of the town i am not going to call it a plot hole but that is a major question i have how did the pieces get back just i'm just gonna say that thor and wouldn't it wouldn't they technically still be heavy that's why i'm saying that thor just you know fixed it picked it up i don't know about that i think so i don't know about that i think so hmm because with Valkyrie as king, she probably was like, hey, what if we do this? And then Thor's like, well, you know, whatever. Might as well. I think we need a whole nother movie to explain how I, he I, got I don't, I don't, I don't think we need a whole I movie. I think we do. If anything, we just need another Team Thor shot. Because, I mean, you're right. He would be the only person, technically speaking, who would be able to collect the pieces. Mm-hmm. Unless there's somebody else that was worthy. Well, Hamdale was already dead. He couldn't transport the pieces back. Unless there's somebody else that was already Axel worthy. Axel wasn't powerful enough Unless to do it yet. Unless there was somebody else that was already worthy. Given that it's not just Thor that's worthy to pick up Mjolnir. Hmm. True. Vision was dead. So, well, he wasn't dead at that point. Captain America. Captain America. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers found it, picked him up. Sure he did. Yeah, he scooped him up. Sure he did. And then he took it back. Sure he did. He did. I, I promise you that. Mm-hmm. I sure guarantee you. Sure he did. So Jane Foster. I love her. I Jane miss Foster. her. I was hoping that there would be a lot more um, Mighty Thor action with her. She did a lot, though. Yeah. She did a lot. I wish she was in it more. I just thought, yeah, I just, I just thought she would be in it more in terms of like action and sequences and and doing hero stuff 
And even though, spoiler alert, um, she goes off to Valhalla at the <gasps> end. She dies? I'm sorry. Did you not? Oh, you only watched 15 minutes on, on Disney+. Plus. No, and it was the ending 15 minutes. So, of course, I didn't see it. Should have watched past end credits. Always go back to the end credits. Oh, crap. I was kind of hoping that her return in this movie would leave the door open for her to be in Avenger or, yeah. you know, more Lady Thor stuff. Since Lady Thor, not Lady Thor, but Mighty Thor, which, whichever they want to call her. I mean, she's in the comic books, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if it's Jane in the comic books, but there it's is. It's Jane. Okay. So, yeah, I mean. Unless they open that door where you could go and come back from Valhalla, but that would not be mythologically or Thing probably is, is like, a comic book. My question accurate. is, is Valhalla a planet for them? Given that it's part of like the tree, is it a planet or do they actually die? And it's just like a different plane of existence. Technically, I believe it's just another plane of existence. Like the field of reeds and the... Uh, the place from Black Panther. Because they turn into sparkling light and ascend. Yeah. So you can either think of that as a kind of magic or transcending to another realm. But I would think if they really wanted to, they could, you know, writers, not like the characters, if the, the writers really want to, they can always just bring them back. How, though? I'm not sure, but it would also kind of defeat the purpose of Valhalla because Valhalla is supposed to be, you know, that version of heaven. Yeah. You can't come back from that. Not really. It's, and it, it's a place you should want to ascend to. Yeah. And it's like, what was the whole point of having the after credit scene if you're not going to have more of Mighty Thor? And also, like, if you do, what would she even do? I don't know. unless she only comes back as lady thor and that's the reason why she comes back some kind of mission or purpose i mean i don't know to fill in the shoes of thor i guess um i guess that means chris hemsworth is not going anywhere for a while then mm-hmm. if they're not planning on replacing thor we already have a um, Iron Heart coming through, so Tony Stark is is already going to be, um, you know, passing the mantle on. We already have, in a way. Um, well, I mean, Steve Rogers. I mean, that passed on. I mean, I was going to wait to talk about the Young Avengers lineup until uh, we talk about She Hulk in the next segment. Okay. Which, yeah, we're talking about She-Hulk in the next segment. So, yeah, I mean, overall, the, the movie was fun. I just, I just, I mean, I enjoyed it to the point where it's still, in my opinion, a really good Marvel movie. Yes. It's probably, I'm not sure if it's my favorite Thor movie, but. For me to rank it, I have to look at all of the Marvel movies and then, like, physically rank them. Like, if I have, like, all the Blu-rays, then, like, manually, like, rank it so that I can have them all visualized in my head and be like, oh, yeah. Instead of just be like, you know what? I'm going to say top 10 and then totally forget about all other 21 movies. I mean, I, I have know... no idea how many Marvel movies there are right now. I have no idea how many other crap. I know it's not a popular I didn't say choice. it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I no know, explicit warning. Did not say it. I know it's not a popular choice, but I think the Dark World. I have no idea. I think the Dark World is Marvel probably there are in total. I got it. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I think the Dark World is probably the best Thor movie. Honestly, I agree. A lot of people would not, but I thought the story was a little bit more um, solid, a little bit more structured. For Ragnarok and for Love and Thunder, the story was so simple that it just left a lot of room for them to just have fun with it, which I can appreciate. Um, but it also technically doesn't mean there's a whole lot of substance to it. So that's how I feel about that. At least we got to see Sif again. Yeah. 
Everything was fake except for her hair. Except for her hair. Except for her hair. And that was actually a genuine funny moment where she thought she was going to go to Valhalla. Yeah, she said, let me die. Is it? But well, you, you can't actually die them. in battle. So that was kind of a funny moment. Yeah. And um, I thought the, you know, the, the fact that the title of the movie finally makes sense at the end. Yeah. Because, you know, it wasn't what you like, thought oh, it was. that's so cute. Yeah, it wasn't what you thought it was. And you just realize yeah. Also, her actually being Hemsworth's daughter, I find that so cute. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, Christian Bale was not saying love as an endearment, but her actual name, and you just didn't catch on to the end. Yeah. That was kind of that was kind of a nice touch. Very very nice. Yeah. But here is what I'm weary about. Anytime they introduce those chopsticks in the plant. Those are chopsticks in a plant, I think. I think it's to hold the plant up. It's not doing a good job. But Anyways, sorry. The thing I always worry about is anytime they introduce a uh, a new character that they're going to have to carry that character through to other movies or shows, especially when it's a kid. That's what I'm worried about. Hmm. Because now he has a kid. So how is that going to affect him later? Clearly the, not, because she's going to fight them too. And Well, yeah, but still, that's how you carry that over to the MCU and other Thor movies. Look at WandaVision. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they're aging up Tommy and Billy for a reason. And they're aging up Cassie and Ant-Man. Well, yeah, you kind of had to. Well, yeah. But, you know, and that's different, I think. But when she was an adorable, like, eight-year-old, she wasn't, like, predominantly in the movie. And she was already established that he had a kid at the beginning. But now Thor goes three movies, go, takes a fourth movie, gets a kid at the end. It's like, okay, how, how's that going to work? Is she really going to be an integral part of the MCU and future stories? Or are they going to be we'll like, see. okay, well, we can't have Jane and Avengers. So we got to explain why Jane is not in the Avengers. The movie, not the actual team. You know, when the first movie came out. Yeah, Jane is safe. She's off somewhere doing this. I hate those kinds of write-outs to explain where a character went. Yeah. Although it was necessary to do that with the Hulk in Infinity War. Do you have any idea where the Hulk is? <laughs> it's like, um... No. Yeah, it disappeared in one of our jets. You're not even looking for him. If I lost a $3 billion weapon, I'd be sure I'd go find him. That wasn't Infinity War, by the way. Sure it was. It was Silver War. Because um, he was there in Infinity War. Um, was he, though? Yeah, he was. My mistake. Yeah, that was Civil War. Good pull. Good catch. I is smart. Mm, okay. So, yeah, it was fun. Yes, 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 yes. I had mixed feelings about it when I walked out of the theater, though. I was kind of like, what is it that I just saw? Like, is this really... Was that grammar? Yeah. What is it that I just saw? Sure it is. It sounded weird at first. I think you changed a word. Um, I don't think so. I think you did. I don't. I think you're... I mean, we'll have to it. listen back, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had mixed feelings when My I My phone out. needs to stop doing its job. What? My phone needs to stop doing its job. It's being oh. annoying. Well, maybe it needs a 15-minute break. Anyhow. So, yeah. Oh, my. Dude. Oh, boy. So, yeah, that was Thor. That was Thor 11th Thunder. Yeah. So, if you agree or don't agree, that's fine. Let us know what you think. Send us a, send us a, a message. We'll, can, we'll, we'll read it. We'll like it. We will reconvene after this break. We'll be back after these messages. And we are live. Or dead. You don't know. Anyways. We could be dead and you could be listening to this after we've died. Okay. That is the magic of time travel. Okay. It is. If you don't believe me, do a Okay, seance. okay, but is, is that the beauty of it, though? 
Well, I mean, there's beauty in all things. Is there? Beauty is eye of the beholder. Mm, Are you no, beholding? No, no, Are you no, beholding? No. Okay, then. As Speaking it's, of beauty. As it said in Sheikle's Monsters, eye is not an eye. Uh, crap. The beauty is not in the eye of the beholder. Because it's ugly. <gasps> oh, no. Yes. Well, ugly. speaking uh, of beauty, all those people Googling and having weird fantasies about She-Hulk, that is what we're going to talk about. Well, we're not talking about the weird fantasies what? about She-Hulk. We're going to be what? talking about She-Hulk. I was trying to tie in beauty to She-Hulk. Okay. You... Did not have to talk about the weird fantasies, but whatever. well, I'm pretty sure many guys are probably having these really weird fantasies I... about She-Hulk. Okay, and we don't have to talk about it. We're not going to talk about we it. We don't even have to acknowledge it, but I... you already did. So it's I had to say, now. I just, I had to explain because you were like, "What?" <sighs> if I say what, that doesn't mean that you have to respond. I think it does. What? It would be very rude of me. What? It would be very rude of me. See, I responded. What? Thank you. See how rude I was? Jesus Christ. It wasn't rude because I said thank you. No, oh, you're welcome. It yeah. was rude that I didn't say you're welcome, though. What? Anyways, so, um, She-Hulk. I guess I'm giving my first tidbit first. I liked it. it well, that was, was a good tidbit. I appreciate my... that. Okay. I liked it. Like, I... For Thor, I think it's fun and fresh and super funky. I my favorite thing about it is just how like unique it is. Like all Marvel TV shows that have been coming out on Disney Plus are all unique in their own way. But this one seems especially unique with how like it breaks the fourth wall like Deadpool. And that it's like the reluctant hero story. And like so far, all the other ones, like, yeah, Steven from Moon Knight was sort of reluctant, but there was still Mark Spector in there that was like, no, we got to do it. So they just did it. But I, I liked the vibe, how it was very light and it's a lot like Miss Marvel to me, how they're both like, you know, the more fun type. And I feel like we could use that because then like, hope maybe later in the as movies go on they might get more serious as they build up to the multiverse saga and like when it's then and you want to rewatch a show that's all like refreshing and light then you can watch this show and you're like ha it's so funny ha ha little miss madison with two ends and a wipe and not where you think that's like i just want to put that in there I was hoping that she would break the fourth wall a little bit more. Hmm. I just thought the first time she broke that fourth wall, it was very, it's very interesting, and it was, um, you know, it was one of those things where she broke the fourth wall and she realized she broke the fourth wall, and it was just kind of a weird mm -hmm. meta thing. You know, she looked at the camera, and then it was like, "Wait, what?" And then Bruce looked at the camera, and um, I agree, it was, it's very unique. I do like the fact that each of these shows are unique, and they should be just like each of the Marvel movies are unique. And the comedy in this really makes any dramatic moment that much more serious when when it finally hits. Uh -huh. And even though there isn't really like really hard, hardcore, serious moments in She-Hulk, there are some dramatic elements in there that kind of lets you know that things are about to get a little bit uh messy yeah a little bit messy yeah and then that one moment at the end with kevin I, that happened and i was like what i enjoyed that, that was so funny to me i enjoyed just, that finale it threw me for a loop i was like until, whoa i enjoyed it up until she went back and then it just started to wrap up. Yeah. I was really expecting something. The episodes were really short. So when it did wrap up, it just felt rushed. They could have done an extra 15 minutes, I think. I don't really, I don't really, I agree with her. I don't think there needs to be like a big slugfest or anything. Yeah. It just felt really rushed after she got back into the actual show. But if she fought Titana again. Titania. Yeah. If she fought Titania again, 
It's not Titanic. Okay. Well, if she had fought Titania again, I thought that would have been, um, I think that would have been kind of a, a better wrap up. Mm-hmm. I do agree that, you know, there didn't need to be a slugfest between everybody. It yeah. was way too much. Yeah, like maybe if it just explained what Titania's entire problem with her is. Because, like, we just know that she just hates She-Hulk. And we're like, okay. I mean, they fought at the wedding. Yeah. Right? And that's what you kind of... And they fought at the very first episode when she busted through the courtroom. And you you technically kind of want that in your story. You want that middle uh, encounter where, technically speaking, in every hero story... The hero should lose. The, the hero loses and goes through a little bit of a, a downfall. And tries to figure out what happened and what to do next. And then they have that final encounter. So it was leading up to that. And then she broke through the, the Disney Plus um, home menu. Uh-huh. <laughs> and had that conversation with Kevin and then teased the, when are we getting the X-Men? Huh? And then... Um, Soon, apparently. Yeah, apparently. But then, you know, when they reverted back, everyone was already kind of getting arrested. So, in a way, that kind of makes sense because when she does go back, that meant the storyline had had changed a bit. And you don't want to spend extra, like, few minutes kind of rewinding and doing an alternate, you know, timeline kind of a thing. But it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Because that also meant there was no need for the Hulk to have been there. Yeah. Now, I must say, though, because this has been bothering me since Shang-Chi, I do not like the character evolutional design of Abomination. Mm. What bothers me the most is, like, those, like, fins he yeah. has for ears. Yeah, I don't know where those came from either. I was like, that's weird. I don't know what the also, original... Wasn't, wasn't the Abomination originally, like, gray and not green? Kind of, sort of, but you only saw him at night, though. Mm. By the time he transformed, it was already at night, and it was busting up uh, the Bronx. Or is it Brooklyn? Harlem. He was already breaking up Harlem. Somewhere in New York. And so, um, I'm not saying that design was great, and I don't know what the comic design is, but the fact that he looked different the next time we saw him in Shang-Chi, at first I thought, oh, that's the abomination. But then I took a closer look when he came, you know, when he, when he showed up. And I was like, but he looks different. And I'm not sure if that's really him. And then it was really him. I'm like, uh, okay. Although it was nice to see that character again, though. Mm-hmm. Bringing him back. He was so funny. Just Emil's like, just a little, just, just a little guy going, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You. It was, mm-hmm. it was that same weird excitement I had when they brought back, um, Thunderbolt Ross in Civil War. I'm like, okay, finally they're acknowledging the Incredible Hulk, like the movie itself. Yeah. I mean, they they continue with the storyline, but they change the actor, and it seemed like they almost kind of washed their hands of it. But also, technically speaking, the Incredible Hulk is through Universal. So there was probably a lot of, like, hands were tied contractually with what mm-hmm. they can bring in and who they can bring in and what they can reference, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because the Incredible Hulk is not even on Disney Plus, the same way that Spider Man is not on Disney Plus, because it's Sony. So there's that. Oh, you said it. I said it like four times already. Oh well, I wasn't listening. So yeah, it was it was that kind of like assembly. Oh, good, it's the Abomination, and this, but he looks weird. I'm not sure if that's really him, but of course it is. So when they brought him into She Hulk, I thought that was really nice, and I thought that episode in his retreat was probably the best low key funniest episode I have, I have seen. Agreed. So the, the whole porcupine gag, um, the vampire was kind of like this weird throwaway additional character that I think they didn't even really need. Yeah. I was like, so is the guy a vampire? Is he not? What is happening? His lines were so obvious. I mean, it would be so funny if he pops up, uh, when they start up Blade again. <laughs> yeah, well, Blade would actually kill him, so that'd probably not be a good thing. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it'd be funny if he just pops up and then boom, he kills him. And it's like, uh, okay. 
Um, did you see, I think I've asked you this, did you see one of the um, posters in the back in that retreat? Instead of Namaste, it was a Abomnaste. Yeah, I saw that. That was kind of funny. I was like, I love that. But yeah, I liked it. I thought I thought there should have been more fourth wall breaking. But the first episode was really, really good. It, it surprised me. That, that was one of these shows that I thought, okay, maybe I'm not going to watch it. I thought it was going to be hokey and cheesy and dumb. And in a lot of ways it is, but purposefully. Yeah, it's, it's, it's camp. Yeah, it's, it's meant to be camp. But it was surprisingly funny and surprisingly good. Remember a while ago? When I said that they're building up to the Young Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> they're basically doing that now. Um, there's also a rumor that they're actually bringing in Hulkling. Um, whenever they bring in uh, Tommy. Nope, wrong on Billy back. Okay, so. Because, you know, there is Kate. They have Billy and Tommy. Spoiler well, they, alert. they have Scar, I guess. But it's not Hulkling, actually. Spoiler alert. So is is that Hulk's son that shows up at the end? Yes. Okay. But it's not Hulkling, it's Scar. Okay. That kind of, I did not like. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the it whole... It was so weird, and I don't know why. I think that goes back to the whole thing that I had said about Thor having this adopted daughter at the end. Yeah. It's like, I'm like... I did not really see the point. Like, if it was Hulkling, I would understand. I would understand if it was Hulkling. I don't know if they're going to bring Scar to Young Avengers... But it it explains unnecessarily, though, it explains why Hulk had to go to Sakaar and why that Sakaar ship came down in the first place. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, now we're having children of superheroes. How is that going to work? I mean, how are you going to go through like 10 plus years of adult superheroes without any of them having children? Well, I or mean, at least passing down a torch through a younger sister. Well, yeah, I, I get that. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not sure how it is in the comic books. I don't know if Tony Stark ever had uh, any children. But the, the chances of us seeing Morgan anytime soon is probably not going to happen. They have a new character who's going to be Ironheart, right? Mm-hmm. We have Cassie grown up, and she's going to be fighting alongside... Um, Ant-Man and Wasp, right? So, I mean, that kind of makes sense because she kind of always wanted to be and there was that time jump. Well, it's not a time jump, but from <laughs> from Infinity War to Endgame, the, the age is just right now and now it's been a couple years since Endgame, so it just kind of all fits. But it's just... From a movie and TV show perspective, anytime you give superhero children, it just kind of muddies the storyline. Although, I did just watch. I know you're gonna. I know you people are gonna be asking this because this one has asked this too, probably in their head. I don't remember who said it loud. I finally just watched for the first time Incredibles two. But then again, Incredibles was always about superhero family. So that kind of works. But it's kind of like you have Captain America and after three movies, all of a sudden he has a kid and now he has to deal with being a father, a husband and fighting crime. It just makes the storyline a little bit too complicated. You want to take care of that in a TV series, but in a movie, most people don't know how to write for kids. And then you add superhero into that and it becomes a mess. The only exception so far, because it was introduced in the show, was WandaVision. Mm-hmm. That's the only exception, because you have time to develop those characters over many, many episodes. And the whole bit was that they weren't actually real. Yeah, if the kids are pre-existing, like in WandaVision, even though she manifested them into a, you know into existence, and Cassie and Ant-Man, yeah, it, also, it works. It also helps that they're actually in the comic book, so they have content to base it off of but if it's like a totally new character and you're like okay and then, then it, is, it is kind of weird i will admit that and then morgan stark is the only exception because she wasn't meant to be in the movie for very long it's meant to establish tony and uh pepper started a family and got married and he had something worth sacrificing for mm-hmm. so uh, that's the only exception 
put her in there somewhere towards the half hour mark, some screen time, love you 3000, put her at the end somewhere in the future. She'll probably take on a superhero mantle. She'll probably be a genius just like Tony or whatever, but that's long-term. We probably won't see her again ever. Or if we do, they're probably going to age her up 10 or 15 years, make her, maybe Peter Parker's age or make her like 21, 23. I can see that. But we're talking like phase six, phase seven, maybe we're talking about years down the line. We're not even going to get blade until next year. And they had to stop filming. So yeah, we're not getting fantastic four until like 2024, I think. So we got a long way to go. So, I don't think we'll be seeing Morgan anytime soon. And I don't think there's another Thor appearance anytime soon either. Secret Wars, maybe? King Dynasty, maybe? Huh? It could be at this point I they're going to change the, the whole... I think maybe the King Dynasty, because the King Dynasty is, you know, the Avengers for the multiverse saga. What so I would probably I do... The earliest. I know this is taken away from She-Hulk, but you know what, what I would probably do? is I would change the Avenger lineup and then for King Dynasty have like the prominent Avengers, two of them are dead anyway, kind of like not be there and just fill it in with Shang-Chi, Spider-Man, both Miss Marvels, you know, like the, the later phase characters. What do you mean both Miss Marvels? They're not just well, oh, Captain Marvel and then Miss Marvel. What about um, Rambo? I guess we would have to see what what she actually does in. Because she's in the Marvels too. She's yeah, photon. but unless she's more like a, I mean, if she's a prominent character with Captain Marvel powers, which I think she's supposed to have, I guess we'll see. But if you can bring in those people who have not been around for phase one and two and haven't been part of like the major Avenger team, make them be the Avengers for King dynasty. And then for secret wars, like bring both set of Avengers in for a major four hour movie. (laughs) I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be kind of cool because we already have a lot of characters anyway. And we know they've been setting up. We know they set up Shang Chi so he could be part of the Avengers. We know Spider Man somehow would have to be part of the Avengers again. I think they hinted at She Hulk too, didn't they? I I gotta watch that episode again with Kevin, but I think she kind of like tried to get a lot of stuff. Oh, for the fans to hear. Oh, 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 speaking of, um, did you ever notice that in the background when she's with Kevin, there's like these little things that have posters on them? Yeah. They were actually either two or three posters that hinted at the Scarlet Witch solo movie. Because um it like there are actual like uh, I did not cover take a arts. good look. Well, like, that's because like they're far in the background, but they match up with cover arts yeah. that all say Scarlet Witch and then they're like I did not take a really good look because there was so much in the background. I mean, like all the Marvel movies, like snips and scenes were playing on the multiple screens. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot to take in. Yep. And then also when they said that, like, um, I bump the computers all the time. Um, when the CGI artists were focusing on another project already, and then they did a little motif sound from Wakanda Forever. That was funny. Oh yeah, that's right. And the new Black Panther too. Mm-hmm. The new Black Panther would be part I would I would say in the Kang Dynasty and Loki. Yeah. You can't have Kang Dynasty without Loki. Mm-hmm. And Lady Loki. What's her name? Sylvie. Sylvie. <laughs> Lady Loki. See, that would have been cool. Lady Loki, Lady Thor, Shan Chi, Elena. If how are you saying her name? Elena. There's a Y in there, by the way. Elena? Yelena. Yelena? Yelena. Y-E-L-E-N-A, right? Mm-hmm. Yelena? Yeah, I was like, why are you saying Elena? Because I can, and she can't find me to kill me, so it works well, out. Well, we are. I'm here, so. 
but then again, she's going to be part of Thunderbolts with Bucky. Yeah, I don't know why they put Bucky in with them because he literally had an entire redemption arc. So I don't know why they're putting him with like the anti heroes. Well, isn't the whole idea of Thunderbolts is that they were heroes, but they turn out to be false heroes? Like they were doing superhero stuff, but they actually were villains disguised as superheroes? Yeah, so like I don't know why Bucky's there unless they're ending up fighting him. I don't know. Maybe they end up fighting crime and then find out that there was a hidden agenda where they were actually doing harm than good. Uh. That would that's how I would see it. I mean if Bucky's involved, that's that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I just, I don't, because I hope we that don't they know. don't throw away his entire redemption arc. Because we don't know the intentions of Julia Louise's Dreyfus character. I can't say her name. Velatina? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know what her motivations are. And he'll be working with John Walker, which is kind of already weird. Mm-hmm. So she's putting together a team. Thing is, is that it was hinted at that they were going to do... Natasha and Bucky's romance into Yelena instead, since they never got over to Natasha and Bucky. And a lot of people hate that because Yelena is confirmed to be both ace and aromantic. So the only thing I could think of is the same hook that she's probably given everybody else is that we could do some major good and we don't have those government red tape that that tie, that holds us back. We can just do whatever we want. We're government sanctioned. You know, kind of like a black ops kind of thing. But that's kind of what got Steve Rogers in trouble in the first place uh-huh. with the whole Sokovia thing. No oversight. Good thing that they were repealed. So, I don't know. I guess that's part of the danger, I guess, with not knowing much about comic books anymore. But uh-huh. also, they could twist it however they want because this is, you know, the MCU in a whole different part of the multiverse. So they can make changes however they see fit based on, you know, what they think will make a great story. Yeah. But She-Hulk. <laughs> She-Hulk. Um, a lot of great things I liked about She-Hulk. I do like the Daredevil popping in. Yes. I do like the little, the romance that they got. I think that's I think that's perfect for her. And I think it's perfect for him. I think that's kind of nice. I do like her friends i don't i wish they had more screen time though i like pug mm-hmm. pug was fun and her other friend i don't remember her name i just remember the vicky. actress's name nikki i thought she was fun too was that the nikki or vicky i Something think it's like nikki i think it's yeah yeah i think it's nikki. her and pug together are hilarious mm-hmm. i wish there was more of that i actually wish there were more than was there six or seven episodes I don't nine know. I think it was nine. Actually, I think it was nine. So that actually was a lot. Okay. Well, I would love to have seen them more. Because that would have been... I think that would have been fun. Another unique thing that I liked about She-Hulk is that there was no... Like, there wasn't really a big overlining story arc. No. It was just like... It was almost like an anime. How, like, each episode has its own thing. And it's basically like a normal life. How just different things happen and they don't have to have a reason or a connecting issue. The only the only overarching thing was just like Titania and then well I think most I think most of that over arc that I'm, big story arc is her accepting that she, she can balance both lives. Yeah. So I also like the um the fact that they did have B storylines with with the friends kind of like a normal sitcom would do was kind of nice and i also like the fact that she acknowledged oh we're we're bridging the b b storyline with a storyline so that was kind of cute and i love seeing wong again yeah that was fun and i really i really thought that it was interesting that they have a character that designs superhero costumes Mm -hmm. and that uh, that paid off when there was a litigation against him with the frog suit. And then that's the Daredevil episode. So yeah. I just thought it was I just thought that was kind of fun. I actually that Daredevil episode I think was probably the best episode. Oh yeah, for sure. There's no doubt episode. about that. So there's no doubt about that. 
Yeah, so I actually take that back. I don't think the retreat was the funniest episode. It's the Daredevil episode that I thought was was the funniest. That was they had great chemistry. It was a pretty good give and take on mm-hmm. their on their lines. And it was true to Daredevil. It was true to the action of Daredevil. It was just I just loved it. I thought it was great. Really, really great. I think I would probably will love to have seen the mother and father of like one more episode. I just thought that family dynamic was kind of funny too. And um, I really hope there's either one, a season two or, and two that they actually do bring her into the Avengers. I think that's what Kevin said, right? I don't really quite remember. I think one of them said something about being like bringing being brought into the Avengers. I know some of the characters had said like jokingly that she was uh, rejected from the Avengers or something like that. But I don't know. I just thought that was very interesting. Very cool. Very cool. Indeed. What's the next Marvel show? Do you know? Is there anyone coming out anytime soon? Um, I I don't think so. Do not know. We got Black Panther coming out. Mm-hmm. In just a week or two. Mm-hmm. Everyone is still trying to figure out Fantastic Four. The big buzz is Deadpool 3 with Wolverine coming back. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a Marvel show lined up yet. I don't know. They're mostly movies. Well, we know Zombies is coming out. We just don't know when. We know there's another season of What If coming out. We just don't know and when. And then also Loki season two should be coming out this next summer, Oh, that's right? right. That's right, Loki. That might be the next one. Yeah, I was like, that's like next summer. They'll have to get that. Yeah, they have to because the Kane Dynasty is a year and a half away, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I thought you look at this stuff. I don't at least not lately i've been looking at house of dragon stuff that's for another time yep i can't say when because if you if i say next week it ends up being like a six months <laughs> well the finale happens tonight yeah so you're no longer involved in any plays yeah you know so also, I feel bad because I kept telling people that tickets plus VIP was $11, but that I was telling people that didn't go to school at MHS, so it would have been 13 for them. I feel so bad, but it's fine because none of them came to see it anyways. And you most likely will not be involved in a play within the next month. I mean, I don't know. I'm doing uh, the winter show. So there is a winter show. No, for MCT. Oh, that's my show. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's, I call it, people call it my show. It's not really my show. Yeah, I, was like, I only wrote it. As far as I but know, I'm not involved I have, at all. I actually have a one act that I have to perform in November at, like, festival. So that's still, like, next month. And yeah. then it's the MCT show. And then we actually perform the one act for people that want to come see it in January. And then there is the kids show, like probably overlapping that. Probably. And then there is also in the Heights and then there's descendants. So I'm, I'm still backed up fully comes also the spring musical, which I have no idea what that is. So the, so for sure, I'm not telling you. So for sure we, you have at least two or three weeks. Yeah. And it's funny because, um, I would be doing back-to-back shows for over a year now with Hen- Henry in it. Well, because uh, she kills monsters. That is true. Well, that sounds like a lot. Yes. We'll see what but happens. I, then. I love being here. It's fun. It's a fun time. Talk to you when you listen later. Bye. Talk to you. Bye.